You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome into Loho Daily. I'm Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. I actually wanted to spend today, I've been thinking about doing this particular episode of the podcast since... Thursday night when you know, we kind of knew that Friday was going to be Tom Joyner's last day on the air. And if you're listening to this, you're like, wait, why are you talking about Tom Joyner? Well, one of the reasons that I'm talking about Tom Joyner is that he was a huge influence on my career. And it got me to thinking about how much things have changed since I got introduced to Tom Joyner as a listener, not like, I don't even know if I've actually met Tom. I remember being a kid and for me listening to the radio back in the day when my parents would take me to school over on the South side, it was WGCI was kind of the, the heritage station amongst the the black community in Chicago and WBMX was kind of the younger Station. That's where a lot of hip hop was being played. That's where house music was being played. The Hot Mix Five, like all that stuff. It's it's honestly like I don't. If you haven't noticed, when I do the station ID for the score, it's you're listening to WSCR Chicago WBMX HD Two Chicago. One of the things that was done once we became an intercom station is that we bought the the call letters for WBMX. And as someone who grew up listening to WBMX, being able to speak those letters back into existence is a pretty cool thing. But growing up, those were the two stations that I listened to. If you don't know much about Tom Joyner, he's had a nationally syndicated show for the last 25 years. It's pretty amazing what he accomplished and before that he was working at WGCI he was also working at a station in Dallas so get this Tom was doing the morning show in Dallas and then flying to Chicago every day to do the afternoon show and then flying back to Dallas to be ready for his morning show the next day he got the name the fly jock because of that. So he would, it's the whole thing to me, like thinking about it now, like in 2019 terms. And I I do remember like as a kid thinking 
there's no way that's possible. And you're trying to do the math in your head. It's definitely possible. It's also crazy. But I appreciate him being upfront about why he did it. And the reason that he did it was because he liked the money. Now, I'm not mad at him for for liking the money because in radio, in, in broadcasting in general, but in radio in particular, you're not guaranteed anything. So you got to make as much money while you can. And the idea of doing the two jobs and then building up, I guess he ended up accumulating like nine million frequent flyer miles because of that. He did it for eight years. Like that's, that's crazy. The whole thing is really, really crazy, but I love that he did it. And it's so funny this, this weekend, I've kind of gone down a wormhole of Tom Joyner stuff, you know, Oh, 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 it's the Tom Joyner morning show. Like that jingle kind of lives on, but I've even been doing some of the stuff going back to the turntable brothers. And that was him and Doug Banks when they were at WGCI and they did a lot of cool stuff. And I remember seeing them do commercials and it was so weird because back then you really didn't have an idea of what radio personality looked like and especially black radio personalities. But GCI was so dominant back in those days. Like they were, they were everywhere. They were on billboards. They were doing commercials. They were giving out $5,000 and it was fun. They really, it's, it's a weird thing because Tom Joyner, while being in Dallas and being in Chicago seemed to have a pulse on both. And it's rare. FM's a little bit different than AM. AM, there needs to be some sort of provincial footprint. Chicago's a very provincial city, and you want people who are of it and in it to be on the air talking to the people that live here in Chicago. FM was kind of different back in those days. And GCI in particular was really different because how we felt about the personalities that were there. And that that went, I mean, it goes, honestly, like I still, I have a lot of affection for my man, Leon Rogers, who does the morning show over there now. But all the way through, like Doug Banks and Tom Joyner, um, Ramonski Love, Disco Dave back in the day, um, the Bad Boys, Mike Love and the Diz. These are all all people that I grew up listening to on the FM side that I think had a real impact on me as a broadcaster. And, and Joyner in particular, his style was a lot of times like outrageous. And I don't mean he was out here saying crazy stuff because he wasn't. It's just it never seemed like Tom was having a bad day on the air. There, If you turned on your radio in the afternoon on GCI or in the morning on GCI, you, you heard a guy that was just like bubbly. And I, I admire that about him, that you knew what you were getting every morning. And you knew kind of the cast of characters that was around him. And it was super cool. I, I really admire what he then did. Luckily, the the uh, <laughs> the technology kind of caught up. And 
it, it was clear that he was going to, he could do his show nationally. And I was listening back to him getting inducted to the National Radio Hall of Fame. And Doug Banks is the person who introduced him. And he was talking about Tom Joyner and, and what he did, like how crazy it was to fly back and forth every day from Chicago to Dallas and Dallas to Chicago to, to do these two radio shows. And finally, ABC gave him an opportunity to do a nationally syndicated show. I remember this is how much a radio geek I am. I love the show Martin. And I will tell you, working in the radio industry, and I'm sure my people on the FM side can speak more closely to it, but I can tell you that there's a lot of things that happen on Martin at his radio station that happen in real life. Like maybe not to the degree, to the comic degree. And there's obviously some stuff that I, you know, they clearly don't do shows the way that Martin was doing his show where you you say, I'm going to take a call and the calls are off. Anyway, I got so geeked. There's an episode of Martin where he went to a radio conference and you could see Tom Joyner in the background. And I was like, oh, that's legit. That that's legit because he's got like real radio people. And Tom Joyner is one of the biggest radio people in the country. And Tom got this national platform and he seemed to be, he, he, he seemed to know what to do with it. Like his show was carried all over the country and then they started expanding and they're taking cruises and they're going to the Bahamas and Jamaica and, and all of this stuff. I just really admired his style one of the things it's it's a it's an underrated thing but it it can easily get lost i i admired that tom was equally capitalistic but also altruistic meaning he was about his money like he wanted to get paid and he made no he he made no bones about that but he also wanted to try and give back and they built a lot of scholarships and they did a lot of things for the the black community and he was unapologetically pushing what he wanted to a particular audience which in radio they kind of want you to do every everyone has a specific demo that they want you to attract and with tom um they wanted him to attract african american listeners across the country now we can make the argument that because that brand was so strong it didn't give the opportunity for talented broadcasters in local markets to emerge because the foothold of Tom Joyner's show was so strong that you weren't going to replace it with a local show. And even now, like Ricky Smiley is going to take over the, the, the show and that network of stations that Tom was on. But when I was a kid, there was three stations for me. It was... BMX, GCI, and The Loop. And The Loop, you know, had Steve Dahl and Gary Meyer and had Kevin Matthews. And so I would kind of get, I would get a, a bunch of different influences from different places. And I really, I really admire that. And I wonder if, I wonder if FM stations are allowing enough personality to come out. Like, is there enough time to, for, a DJ to for them to be on air and let their audience get to know them. Like I was sitting in the studio with Kenzie 
from B96 and I was like watching her kind of do her show and she's, she's one person. So it's not like there's a team of people around her that you're bantering off of. Like a lot of morning shows on FM are that way. Fred and Angie, for example, um, um, what they do, Eric and Kathy, like that sort of thing. Like there, there are morning shows that are like that, but on stations that play music and that's their primary function, it's sometimes hard in those snippets of time when you get to be on the air to let your personality flourish. Now, Kinsey's doing a great job of doing it on social media where she brings you inside the studio and you get to know her that way. I hate to sound like an old man, but back in my day, um, it used to be that you would, you would get a sense of what the person was, or at least what they wanted you to think they were by what they were doing on the air. So I just wanted to salute Tom Joyner. I, I really, and it also made me think back about like how much, how great Doug Banks was at his job and Doug passed away. What? Four years ago. And I remember thinking, damn, like there goes my childhood and, and but those two guys, man, they were they were central to me being a, like it, it takes me back to my my dad's old Riviera and driving to school in the Riviera, listening to to Doug Banks and Tom Joyner. And then when I got older and had my own car, listening to, to Disco Dave and Ramonski Love and the bad boys back in the day. And there, if you listen hard enough, if you grew up in Chicago, there are elements of all of those guys, plus, you know, the sports people that I grew up listening to, and definitely Steve Dahl uh, in what I do. So I just wanted to salute, you know, there's there's this quote by Buster Rhymes, he's like, everyone's got to salute that general. This is one of those people. You got to salute that general. Tom, Tom Joyner had tremendous impact, and his impact on our industry is going to be felt for a really, really long time because now there are people like me that have radio shows and podcasts like you're listening to that can talk about why those guys were so special and what made them so great. So I just want to take some time to talk about that. And if you get it, you get it. And if you don't, I'm good with that too. You can walk past this episode. I'm cool with it. But for a certain contingent of people who grew up in Chicago, this is an end of an era where, I, I mean, you got, you got to understand how strong that WGCI brand was. It, it was everything because it, it had the ear of the black community in Chicago and, and, Tom Joyner and Doug Banks, they they paved a way for a lot of people to think, well, I could do that. I can be fun and entertaining and I could have a great time and put together an incredible crew of broadcasters and while out on the radio and make it entertaining. And because it's such a it, it's such a personal medium, you're living inside people's heads. And I, I mean, I ran into this on Friday People listen so much that they think they know you. And to a certain degree, they do. And that's the that's the, the lasting impact that Joyner had on me. I'm glad he's retiring. Although, I do feel like there's a Francesa-ness about this. Meaning, I, the price is right. I feel like Tom might be back because that's also a thing in radio. 
Um, but he seems like he's happy and he sees like he's, he's made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars over the last 40 years. Uh, <laughs> but I hope that he gets to enjoy all his time. And uh, I imagine he owns quite a bit of stock or, I mean, with all those miles, can you, can you even use a million frequent flyer miles? I don't even know if you can, but he probably is going to, and I wish him the best of luck. And I thank him for what he and everyone in those days in the eighties and nineties at WGCI did for me in making me believe that I could do this for a living. So salute and shout out to Tom Joyner. One of the best to ever do it. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you.